Hi, this is Julia Dozier, author, educator, and champion for Black love. Thank you for joining show host Quentin Ford and I as we discuss love in the Black community using the newest book release entitled Crown Rules 2, King, How Black Men Love. The book is an investigative case study into the meaning, experience, and perspective of love held by the 10 Black men interviewed for the book. Each week, Quentin and I will delve into one of the 13 questions asked of each man, and we invite you, our listeners, to take the journey along with us as you answer the questions for yourselves, such as, who was your first example of love? What type of love do you need or desire? Or, what's your favorite love song and why? It's going to be an amazing opportunity to reflect on the meaning and importance of love in our lives, to maybe set some new intentions about our relationships, and also kind of figure out ways to take our affection for each other to the next level. For our male listeners, it is our hope that you will receive connection, validity, and truth concerning your own loving nature. For our female listeners, we welcome you to connect to the cornerstones of intimacy that will be revealed and that any myths or illusions regarding how to earn, win, or keep a man may be dispelled. Listen, black love matters. So sit back, relax, and let's talk. Crown rules. Good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope. And tonight, as um, every Thursday at nine o'clock, we, uh, as I, as me and Julia discussed last week, we're going against the presidential debate. So I'm, I'm quite sure you'll get more out of this conversation <laughs> than the presidential debate. <laughs> but this is, this is um, every Thursday we go over one of Julia's books. It's called Crown Rules: How Do Men Love? How black men love. How black men love. Excuse me. And this is episode two. Um, and we, we we're going to pose the question, which is the first question in the book, because each episode we want to tackle each question um, one by one. And um, Julia, how was your week? My week has been good so far, Quentin. Thank you so much. Good evening. Happy how, to be here. How did you how did you feel since last week's show? Amazing. Amazing. Um, I received a lot of positive feedback um, from people who were able to watch the show about, you know, enjoying the conversation um, that you and I were having about this very important topic. 
um, and everyone looking forward to more. So I'm happy we could be here again tonight. So tonight's episode is who was your first example of love? Right. I know this question was presented to the 10 gentlemen that um, allowed you to interview them for the book. Um, yes. It would be considered a case study, um, so yes. to say. Yes. So, so what made you choose this question first? Um, well, as I have shared, I received a, a list of 13 questions to ask. And so I, in uh, receiving that list through prayer, um, I didn't know why those were the questions. It was only after I reviewed um, the responses from each of the gentlemen who participated in the interviews that I began to understand the importance and the relevance of the question. So understanding who the first example of love is in some ways helps to formulate your personal identity. But in addition to your personal identity, it kind of formulates your thinking about what love is, what it feels like, what it allows you to do. And then also it allows you to kind of identify when you're being loved and when you feel like you're being loved as you move forward in your life. Um, one of our interviewees, um, I pulled out uh, a quote from one of the conversations he and I was having. And he actually said on page 83 that every black man's experience of love comes from the woman he is with. And that's what formulates his thought process about love. And I think we could see in the book that, you know, most of our respondents had indeed said that their first example of love was either their mother, um, their wife, um, in some cases, an ex-wife or a, fir a first girlfriend. So important gonna, for us to know as women. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, and this question is for everybody in the chat. I put the question up in the first book. Is So anybody in the chat that wants to answer the question, um, you can answer the question as well. Is, uh, what was your first example of love? And um, you described why this was the first um, question you decided to ask these gentlemen. One of the things that I noticed that every time, and, and I could tell even in your, because sometimes when a person writes a book, you can actually paint the picture. Um, that most of them were taken aback by this question being the first question um, because you didn't, you came right out the gate and gave them the body <laughs> blow. <laughs> you gave them the body blow. Right. So um, were you there to see their facial expressions, the emotion on their face when they thought about it? Were all the interviews over the phone or were they in person? Describe the in-person interviews, how their mannerisms changed when you asked that question. Oh, great question, Quentin. Thank you. So of the 10 interviews that I conducted, eight of them were conducted over the phone. Because the gentleman that I um, was interviewing did not all live in my area. And two of the interviews were conducted in person. And for the interviews that were conducted in person, to your point, it was a very um, thought-provoking question. Because I think the gentleman had to go back to 
was that initial influence of of love in their lives. Um, but once they pinpointed it, and and and, and the other thing I, I I did notice as a as a um, as a researcher is that the gentleman provided the answer based on the experiences that they had from that love. So for example, in person, I could see them searching to identify who was that first example. And the example that they gave was based on the experience they had and how that experience um, influenced their life. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. I noticed that, um, and I told you this when we were talking behind the scenes, one of the most interesting things is that, um, out of these gentlemen, and you said it's, I'm going to, when I continue reading, I'm going to come across it. Out of all these gentlemen, nobody said that they learned or their first example of love was from their father or their male figure in their life. Um, for me, my example, when I, because I had to, and as you know, when, when we discussed the show, I asked myself the question, and um, I can say that my first example of love was my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get in, we'll get into that, but what? But why do you think? And I'm and I appreciate the brothers that was in the um, interview process and being very transparent. Do you think that a lot of them, because most of them said uh, their mothers or their exes, um, do you think that the 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 the, the, the thing that was missing? was not seeing a, a good example of love from the parents, from the father, because we always hear that, you know, men don't, men or fathers don't show um, good uh, affection or whatever, or show you th- that care part. What do you think about, what do you think about that, that nobody said to parents? Um, I think there were several causes for that. Um, uh, as you're reading the book, you will actually encounter um, a few of the gentlemen say later on in, in, in future questions that there were particular men who influenced their lives through the love that they received from them. I think that this this first question brings a lot of things to the fore- forefront, which you and I were talking about before. Um, some of the gentlemen that were in our book and, and, and let me just go back and say that the gentlemen that were interviewed range in age from 30 something years old to 80 something years old. So this is a trend actually amongst the majority of them that they didn't reference fathers, they didn't reference their parents, that they referenced the women in their lives mostly because there were certain qualities about the love that the women gave to them that helped them to understand who they were. So I don't know if there's an opportunity for us as a culture to think about how men could probably be a little bit more expressive in their love with their children. And I mean, this ju- this book covers responses from 10 gentlemen. That's of course not representative of our entire society, but I think what it does point to is that that was not the first thing that they that they mentioned and that there's a reason for that. We can we can try to understand a little bit deeper why that is. 
one of one of my friends that's in the chat, he said his parents and um, you know, his parents were um, you know, community parents, and they they parent him and supported him when we were coming up in like sports and it was always there. They were always together. Um, and we, as young kids, saw their love through them being good parents to their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were always together. I mean, if, if somebody, I've never, you know, to this day, both of his parents are deceased. Um, I've never seen them not together when they were both alive. Um, so they they were two people that I know. Um, they they lived by examples. They 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 both lived by example and and showing their their love for each other, and showing how to love. So I just thought it was interesting that 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 nobody had said like, yo, I learned how to love from my father. Um, you know, seeing how he was a good provider for the family, seeing how he looked. Um, for example, uh. I'm gonna just explain some background information about me. My grandparents is from Georgia. My grandfather's, my grandmother's father sent my grandmother to Chicago. My grandfather went to Chicago and got her. Married three kids in Chicago. Came to New Jersey and had four more kids. Um, I'm not saying he was perfect, but they they showed an example of love that I, it was my first experience time seeing it. I mean, I, it was incredible. Um, they even, they even argued out of love. Like he, he would do things to get her riled up. So she would say something to him and he would just smile. You know, it, it was a very unique, unique relationship. Um, you know, to this day, uh, they, uh, they did a good job with showing the family out of love. So, so, did you think when you were asking these brothers this question, did you think it would be um, somebody would get deep into it or like, or they'd be like, oh, I can remember. Cause I know somebody said like, they was real like six years old. And it was like, they seen one girl one time and that was it. And they knew that that was the one they loved. And I'm like, but but it's amazing because that, that individual probably was an older person and um, they remembered that experience. Indeed, he was, um, that interviewee was 87, 88 years old at the time. And that was what he remembered. And he remembered it because of who it helped him to identify as. And he, he did say that having he was he was aware for the first time that he could experience that type of emotion for someone from from the opposite sex and he was only five years old at the time and so from a psychological perspective knowing that i'm sure certainly impacted his development and his interaction as he went along during during the course of his life um i didn't i didn't necessarily question who the first example of love was. I think that's very personal for everyone. And I think it, it, it's evident um, why the people, why the gentleman in the book selected who they selected as their first example, because there, there are certain qualities that that love provided to them. For um, example, one person said that their first example of love caused them 
the person who was part of their first example of love caused them to change their behavior and their actions. Mm. This was a person who was not monogamous by far, <laughs> but his first example of love caused him to change his behavior and that he decided that he wanted to be monogamous, that it caused him to be responsible, that he put his relationship with her and the family that they had created ahead of his desire to be with other people. And so I think it's, it's good if someone can say that it's that love between the parents, but I think what's probably more impactful is how that love transforms them and causes them to, to behave in different ways. I thought that um, one of the, one of the brothers answered, he, he said that, um, he said that he didn't, he said his example was his ex, his ex-girlfriend. And he said that he knew that it was love because he was willing to make some sacrifices that he wasn't willing to sacrifice for no other woman. Right. And I thought that was very interesting because he was speaking in past tense like that was his ex. Like, okay, if you if this was the woman, um, quote unquote, that you were willing to do this for, and I'm not saying that he messed up the relationship, um, but it was amazing that he said this was an ex and this was the one that 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 he that he felt that this was love and this was he was willing to uh sacrifice for it. And he said and he and he even went into explanation saying that's what if you if you don't if you aren't willing to sacrifice for this person, then he doesn't believe that that's love in his opinion. And he purposely <laughs> said in my opinion. In my opinion. <laughs> but see, but that's the point, right? So even even if that relationship was not successful in his in his thought process as he continues in his life and maybe engages in different relationships he's going to know that he is in love when he is really willing to to make those sacrifices again that's going to be like an identifier for her for him that I'm willing to do this. So that to me means love. And so that's why I think the, the question itself is so important because once you under, understand what the experience of that love means to you, as you're going forward in your life and you're, you're interacting with people, then you get a sense of when you're in love by 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 what you're experiencing and what it feels when what it feels like when you look back to that first time that you felt that you were loved um i think outside of uh interpersonal relationships or in, intimate relationships one of the interviewees in our book said that his first example of love was his mother because she allowed him the freedom to create mm. He was an artist and he talked about how she wouldn't interfere or interrupt him when he wanted to draw at 12 years old at two, three o'clock in the morning when he had to be to school the next day. She allowed him to, to be creative. She nurtured that in him. Um, she encouraged it and supported it in him. And as you continue to see his responses to the other questions, you kind of get the sense that every relationship that he has been in after that, if those relationships did not support, encourage, nurture, or allow him the freedom to create, 
he couldn't be in that relationship. Yeah, you just you just alluded to my next question. Which somebody in the chat said, um, their first love were my grandmothers. Oh, uh, they said mm. they were grandmothers. Like I said, anybody in the chat, um, you don't have to say who you are. I mean, uh, if you haven't given StreamYard the permission, I won't know who you are anyway. But um, if you, you know, just if you want to answer that question that's on the screen, what was your first example of love? You're more than welcome to answer. And we're just going to talk about it. Um, I mean, it's no wrong answer. Everybody's experience is their experience. Do you think that you brought up a key word when you were just talking, Julia? Do you think that? A lot of times a person, when I speak of this, a person, I mean a male, when a lot of them speak of um, a love for their mother, and we're not critiquing them, we're just saying, do they know the difference between nurturing and love? I think, I think that they do. I think that they absolutely do. Um, but I think the way that they use the terms in the book, when it comes to nurturing, which is really important, um, an important point, Quentin, so I'm glad you asked the question. When it, when it comes to nurturing, what, the, what the, the, the majority of the men in our book talk about is nurturing of a talent of a, or, or, or a gift that they possess. And that was critically important to them to have, again, that encouragement, that support, um spaces being created for them to 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 do whatever that gift was to, to live that out um to be cheered on um as they were carrying out whatever that gift was win or lose have that support. and so i think to, to them and that nurturing was of their gifts or of their talents or of the things that they enjoyed um i think when it comes to love it's more about the emotional connection and and really feeling cared for and having a sense of family and that, that brings me back connected. to the, the the part in the book where the brother was saying um when his mother used to always show up for his like his, his sporting events yes and he, re he realized that other kids didn't have that Right. So it, it made him feel proud and was like, you know, somebody really loves me to be here. Um, you know, and a lot of times, uh, a lot of times people aren't there because of work or whatever. And, you know, that was that that was a big effect on him. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see what the, the what the reverend said. Um, <laughs> I know I know that I, I skimmed through it real quick, but I couldn't remember offhand. How did how did that even approach in him? Um, feel like you you know do you, when you went to the reverend and asked him like yo i'm doing some research for a book and i want you to answer some questions if you can how was that experience um actually i had to ask my father to conduct that interview on my behalf and because i had um interviewed my father he knew like the the tone the cadence the the sweetness of how the interview should have gone. And so he conducted that on my behalf. Um, what was challenging about that interview for the Reverend was that he had just lost his wife of about 45 years. Mm. And so it was a very um, difficult, difficult interview for him. Um, but he was still able, I think, to identify the first time that he experienced love in his own life and was able to connect that to, you know, the love 
that he shared with his wife that he had lost that you know part of part of the importance of that relationship for him was that you know similar to when he was 5 or 6 years old um and 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 knew that he could feel that emotion for a woman and it made him feel like a man in his relationship with his wife he definitely took on that sort of household you know responsibility and she allowed him to do that and so you know i think that that's the that's the piece that's important is that you know the first example of love really helps you to formulate your idea about yourself so mm-hmm. for example the gentleman who was saying that he was happy that his mom was there cheering him on he said he knew that she was there for him specifically like she wasn't cheering for anybody else but for him specifically whether he hit a home run or not and what that allowed him to know was that he could do whatever he put his mind to win or lose right and it, it developed a confidence in him to really love for those for those in the chat we just want to um reset the show and um julia has written a book and we go on over the book and it's called crown rules to how black men love she asked 10 men 13 questions in reference to the book to do the research for her book the first question was who was your who was your first example of love so this is why we're we're talking about this this question and the subject matter um just to let everybody know what's going on and it it is she's she conducted these interviews and it's very interesting of um how everybody answered and there's no like i said it's no correct answer and you know when i when i got the book i was excited because we were going to do the show but sometimes when you get a book you might just read it but this is more like a research book this is more like a guide <laughs> so to say her first book is about women and it's more of a journal so this book is very uh very very interesting so continue julia Yeah so and and to that point Quentin I think I, I want to touch on something that you had mentioned earlier about you know people the the gentleman in the book not necessarily referring to parents although I know we have some people in the chat who are saying that one of the the things that I hope reading this book will allow us to do as a culture is to start to look again at our family units because i think you know in order for us to experience a balance of developing identity and developing self-esteem and developing confidence that it's it's necessary to to have both the 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 feminine and the masculine presence available um men love differently than than women do um which is which is um highlighted in the book as well and so i think one of the the reasons why we haven't seen um in in the text you know people referring to fathers as the first example of love is because men and this might be a general generalization so forgive me men may not tend to be emotional in their one loving of, and their caring. one of the things that um I second that because um 
John uh, John David Washington, who is the son of Denzel Washington, um, actor. He was doing an interview one time, and somebody asked him. You know, a lot of people always ask him about his father, his father, his father, being that Denzel Washington is more quote unquote known than his wife. And he said something very interesting. They kept asking about my father, his father. And he cut the interview off and he said, no. He said, my mother taught me how to love. He said, my father taught me how to provide. And it was very interesting that he said that. I missed all of it, Quentin, because you froze for a moment. Can you say it again, please? He said his father taught him how to provide and his mother taught him how to love. And I thought it was very interesting because a lot of, like you said, a lot of times men may not be as expressive with that love. They just be like, you know, I'm going out, I'm taking care of you, I'm, I'm providing, <laughs> I'm paying the bills. And it's amazing how like, when you describe um, some of the nuclear family and the, the roles that people play, just because a person may not verbally say like I love you or show you that affection, like you said, they may be showing love in a different way. Providing. Someone wrote, someone in the chat said, the love my grandparents gave me was so needed and accepted because my mother was on drugs and father mm. wasn't there at times. I needed him. Hmm. Yeah. So, so she was loved by her grandmothers. She or he was loved by her grandmothers. And this, and that's key for a lot of us that may have been in that situation um, where the grandparents and um, and for grandparents, you know, I'm not a grand, I'm not a grandfather, um, but I think that most people look at their grandparents aren't as judgmental as um, parents may be. Mm -hmm. So they're always going to be like, you know, they're the big mother, the big mama in the house. Right. So it's it's interesting that um in that dynamic, I can identify with that dynamic a lot. Is that, you know, one of one of the things that um my one of my grandmothers told me. She said, "You never lied to me." And 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 this was me and her relationship. I just I just always told her the truth. If she ever asked me a question right wrong or indifferent i believe that she was um somebody who believed um in her religion and she 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 lived her religion so she would ask me questions about stuff in the neighborhood and i'd be like yeah i did that because she'd be like <laughs> what you do that for so i just we had this relationship was very unique and then um my father died at a young age and it was like you know you you, you look at death different death changes people and I think that um, it wasn't nothing said between us about my father dying. It's just mm. that when he died, me and her relationship got closer automatically. Like like I said, my grandparents were my example. Even before my father had died, but after he died, it was like, I got to go mess with them, you know, get some advice. And, um, you know, a lot, a lot of the things, the interaction that I've seen them have was, you know, amazing. One shout, other out to, shout out to all of the grandparents because <laughs> I think especially in the last maybe 20 years, 20 to 30 years, 
we've seen a shift in society where for whatever reason, the responsibility for rearing children has fallen to grandparents. For whatever reason, you know, the mother, Ju- the father might Julia, have one So shout out to the grandparents. One, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I got some more st- questions up here and statements I want to read to you. But one of the things that's amazing is um, me and the two young ladies that when we started to show Keisha and Shakita, one of the things that we had discussed before was um, understanding the village concept um, and why it was so important when we were kings and queens in Africa mm-hmm. and why it was so important during slavery. And up until this day, the, the village concept is something that I think that um, we got away from, but it's still like embedded in this. Like family reunions is embedded in this. Like that's something that's so, it's part of our culture. So it's very- um, For some, for some. Yeah, yeah, for some, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, shoot, that's, look, I met you that way. Through family, (laughs) through a family family. reunion. Yeah. Through a family reunion that I couldn't attend at the time. Right, right. And then through through my cousins. So that just goes to show that, um, you know, when you connect with family, you connect with good people. (laughs) <laughs> yes, thank you, Quentin. Absolutely, absolutely. One one person in the chat said, "I was blessed because I basically had two sets of parents in the same multi-family house." Um, I'm gonna explain his situation to you because he loves to he loves to talk about this, and people always ask him how his 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 father and his uncle married two sisters. Okay. So his, fa- so his father, his father and uncle, his father, his, his, so him and his his cousins were double cousins on both sides of their families. So he, you know, he, um, his uncle, his uncle and aunt were like, they're his parents as well. And actually, he's he's gotten since his mother and father passed away, he's gotten he's he's gotten real close to his uncle and aunt because they. They're, you know what I mean? They were the set of parents that he's seen. So he's seen two examples in the same house. Uh, yeah. My Somebody else said, my grandmother always said, love the woman you're with and make sure she is okay. And also said, that's how your grandfather was. And I agree. Um, oh, Sophia, Sophia said, hey, cousin. But, but so... Is there anything else that you found interesting with this question? Because I think that this question, like I told you, you kind of punched them on the gut early. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it, I think it questioned people like, what is love? I think that the most the most interesting thing that I found um, by looking through all of the responses um, to kind of come up with with trends is that the majority of the men in our book said that their first example of love came from women. And I think, you know, relating it, relating the interviews to how we conduct ourselves in our relationships now, right? So woman being the first, the first example of love, I think that we have a responsibility and an accountability to be aware of how we're loving how we're loving, especially our our young boys and our young men, right? Because that relationship is is very impactful and influential to everything that goes forward. 
The other thing in terms of healthy loving is that sometimes I think women have this expectation or this belief that they have to create a need for them to be there, right? When they're with connecting in relationships, like they have to create this need between them and this man um, for the relationship to be successful. But what we saw in the answers in the books is that it's not healthy or productive to for a man to be in a situation where he has to feel or where he feels like he's dependent on a woman, that he can't achieve anything on his own. The opposite is proven to be true that that first identity that that first example of love allows them to understand their ability their capability to to create their dreams and live out their dreams and 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 attend to their gifts and so when it comes to relationships i think for women our goal is not to be like in a position where we feel like we're needed and that nothing can be done if we're not there the opposite is true that there needs to be a free that's allowed and allowing that man to to self-actualize and experience the fullness of who he is with a woman being there as a partner to support encourage nurture and love and i think in fact um and this is just based on what i've what i've seen is that women will really go out their way to like i'm the only one that can give this to you like you can't get this anywhere else and they base the relationship on that and the problem with that is that it, it can create a toxic environment mm. and also like codependency because if you're doing everything for someone and i'm not and not allowing them to do what they need to do for themselves then that means that you know when the other aspects of the relationship may break down then they're still going to be depending on you for that and you're still going to be looking to provide that and that's not the you don't want a relationship based on what you're what you're giving to some to someone per se and then i think the 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 other issue is that you know if you if you have a balance in a relationship each of those people should be actively pursuing whatever it is that allows them to feel fulfilled fulfilled and being able to to nurture that support that and encourage that encourage that in each other and in fact i think the the men that are in our book had the most successful relationships with the women that didn't look at them as needy or didn't feel like they needed to be dependent upon that woman to fulfill whatever they need to feel to fulfill in fact it was the women that allowed them the freedom and not like freedom to be out there wilding out but <laughs> but the freedom to be who they are and to do what they enjoy and to experience what they love those were the most fulfilling relationships I'm a, I'm gonna ask you when 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 you when you interviewed them right and I know that you said that your dad had to interview the um, reverend mm-hmm. is there any way that you could tell that they they were happy with who they were today as individuals like sometimes and the reason why I asked that is you could have asked the question and they just be at a bad point in their life and they could have been just bitter and it's like uh, you know 
So, so you think that they were really at peace and they answered the questions from a good place? I think that they did. And so I asked that, I asked that, I asked that because a lot of times we have an expectation of a healthy relationship, but we're not healthy ourselves. Um, so yeah. we bring that baggage of all that crap with us trying to be happy or trying to meet somebody to add to that happiness that we may have and then it's like you're not going to be able to do it you're not I think the I think the most the most rewarding and fulfilling outcome of not just this question but just like taking that journey with each man all of the series of the interview questions is that when it came down to it, their satisfaction really didn't lie in who they were in a relationship now with now the person that they chose. Um, it wasn't even about, you know, maybe their experiences so much. Their joy and their satisfaction and their sense of fulfillment seems to have come from the fact that they were satisfied with who they had become. Failed relationships or no, they were satisfied with who they were had become. They were grateful for the experiences of love that they had had. Um, and at the end of it, they each seem to have identified a level of self-love that was probably more important even though some of them still want a relationship they identified a level of self-love that was probably more important than romantic love okay great that was that was that's what i needed that's what i need to hear because i because i know that a lot of times like i said people will be in a bad space and they won't be um, as honest with themselves or as self-reflective as they need to be because this is a question that you know a lot of people can't touch on um <laughs> and that speaks to the that speaks to the research process right because initially like i said um when we talked last time i reached out to 20 men um, I got responses back from Tim, but that took a long time to get those responses. I was getting ready to like publish uh, an ad in my local like newspaper. Like I'm looking for people to be part of this project. Like meant to respond, right? So I was like, no, let me just wait <laughs> to see who responds to me. And I think the the benefit of this research project, it, like especially when you're doing like qualitative research and your um trying to get the responses from, from different people to kind of identify trends and, and the meaning of things. In this work in particular, it was beneficial that I had safe, healthy relationships with the men that I interviewed so that they could be honest. They could be honest. And, you know, some of them do talk about failure you know, and, and, and dissatisfaction with, with how some things turned out. But at the end of the day, it's, it's who they became as a result of those experiences that mattered more to them. Julia, where can we purchase your book at? 
Um, the book is currently available on uh, Amazon.com. You can purchase the paperback and an ebook or an ebook if you'd like, but it's there. You can search by my name, Julia Dozier, or you can put in uh, Crown Roof 2 and the book will come up. Um, Quinton has the first edition. This is what the second edition looks like. So, so next week's uh, episode is "What Does Love Mean to You?" Mm. So everybody, so, so everybody in the chat, that's going to be next week's episode. What does love mean to you? So, um, if you guys want to join us for next week's show, and you want to contemplate within a week of what does that mean or what does that mean to you, you're more than welcome. Like I said, this is an open show for all of us to learn some things. Even though this question was posed to uh, to ten men, with well, Julia, do you have anything to add before we close? Yes, I want to say thank you to everybody who joined us this evening, and for everybody who shared who their first example of love was. We honor them tonight. My first example of love was my mom, so shout out to my mom. Yeah, shout shout out to mom. She's <laughs> she's 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 watching. She posed she's a couple. Watching. She she actually posed a couple questions that came directly to me. Um, you know, and one of my friends said another great conversation and show. We appreciate you guys in the chat. Uh, you guys don't realize that with with doing these shows, you guys make it a lot more comfortable than they may appear to be. Um, because everybody isn't used to just talking to a monitor all the time. <laughs> so um. We look forward to next week's show. What Thank does you. love mean to you? What does with, love mean to you? With that, everybody stay safe and have a blessed night. Good night.